You ready for this, folks? Yeah. Oh, hold on. I'm not ready. <coughs> Fruit snacks. Right, of course. And as, like, the first person or the <laughs> second person to speak, he kind of needs. Fruit snacks is henceforth our safe word when we need to stop. <laughs> In what yeah. context? Yes. All, all of them. Hey, welcome to Razzle Dazzle, a podcast about video games and pop culture with an emphasis on our favorites. All right, it's Razzle Dazzle time. I just hit the thing back here. I'm your host, Jared. I'm Patrick. That's our sound guy, Joe. Hi. That's our co-host, Giselle. Hello. And that's Patience not in the background. I'm over here now. Yeah, yeah. you're actually a co-host like now. Hello. Hi. Magic. How does it I feel? I'm so sorry. I was about to say, that was very aggressive. Oh my gosh, did you break? <gasps> you broke it? No, I think it was already broken. Nobody Mostly. tell Anna Carlin that this was no, already broken here. before we got here. Right? All right, okay. Mm-hmm. Audience, cool. it'll be our little secret. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, for the listeners, you guys don't know this because it's already past the New Year's, but it's uh, Happy New Year uh, come together, or what's it called? The reunion? Reunion <laughs> for Razzle Dazzle. Uh, this is the first time we're in the studio for 2022. And yeah, it's been a it's been a year since I've seen two of you. It's it's I haven't you, seen yeah. Giselle and Patience since last year. That's, so that's that's how you say it. <laughs> that's that's the thing. Um we're we'll be doing our Delta in <clears throat> in I guess the past for you guys thinking about it. Anyways, we're doing Ganto today. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's Time is weird when you do a podcast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's the movie we're talking about today, Encanto. Um, yeah, go ahead. Oh. Anybody, <laughs> because I, there's not much I, I have to say about it, so go. It was such a good movie. Okay, great. <laughs> I'm, I'm, okay, so as – so I'm not Colombian, but I'm Mexican-Argentinian. So, like, Hispanic and Latino, right? And I love Coco. Don't uh-huh. get me wrong. It's a great movie. But I just didn't like the fact that it took all of, like, the Mexican culture and was just, like, just Day of the Dead. Yeah. Just Day of the Dead. With Encanto, it was more like, instead of just, like, one specific holiday or tradition that's Colombian-specific, it's, like, the culture is being explored. Some that some themes and overarching elements that are Latino-centric that are not just Colombia, but, like, every country in South America, almost. Sure. And it didn't really reduce anything to, like, a gimmick or anything. It was, like, an actual exploration of what a typical, quote-unquote, family would be if they had magical powers, which was pretty cool. So now, that's great. I love it. What is this movie? Okay. Patience, <laughs> do you want to talk about it? Oh yeah, my either goodness. you too. I don't even know where to start with Encanto. The music was phenomenal. The animation was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I love that it's one of those films that children can watch it and be yeah. genuinely entertained, but then adults and English majors like me can sit there and literally, like, analyze every single second of it. I have so many notes. It's, yeah. It's an actual <laughs> problem. For someone that hasn't watched Encanto, basically it is a movie set in a small little quote-unquote Encanto in Colombia with our main protagonist, Mirabel Madrigal. She is the youngest daughter of three, and she lives in a typical Latino-Hispanic house where it's, like, multiple generations living in the same house, which I thought was really cool. A typical house? This house is magic, girl. Okay. I was going to get there. Okay, okay. But I mean, like, the architecture of the house is typical for, like, a South American house where it's, like, multi-generational. And a few years ago, her grandma and her abuela and her abuelo had... uh, I'm not going to spoil that part yet. They loved each other very much. Yes, they did. And out of 
some people say like out of that love, a miracle was born that granted their family magical powers and made their house, Casita, come to life and also express magic in itself. And the city that was built around that house was like a safe haven for others who were facing persecution. And it's guarded and protected and provided for by the Familia Madrigal. We explore Mirabelle as she is the only member of her family that does not receive any special gift from the candle that, you know, harbors all magic. And then but she get gets an omen that things are going to go real bad. So yeah. she's like, oh, I want to solve the problem. Oh, as, the, as the person who does nothing, I want to finally do something. And then that leads her along a track of uh, basically being kicked out of her family. Um, well, self-inflicted. depends on which member of the family you're looking at. Yeah. But it, in a sense, just kind of being ostracized by pushed away from her family well, for already lots being, of different reasons. Already being ostracized because she doesn't have powers. Exactly. Yeah. So that's great. But <clears throat> in the end, as every Pixar movie is not major is spoilers, just because Disney. Oh, oh, this is yeah, Disney. sorry, Disney. Yeah. It's oh, sorry. It all blends. That's it true. all blends. That's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just like all of these movies, there's the happy turnaround where the family realizes that they're focusing too much on trying to be perfect with their mm. gifts instead of enjoying each other. Um, yeah. Listen, man, Abuela isn't always right. Abuela is yeah. not Abuela always right. Abuela is giving generational Shoot. trauma, honestly, <laughs> is what's <laughs> happening there. And that's one of the main themes like of the movie, which I thought was really interesting because, like Patience said, this is a movie that little kids can watch and be enjoyed and like fascinated by this concept of, of magic house and magic powers. But it, for someone like <clears> us <throat> who's older and Hispanic or Latino mm-hmm. and who have faced, you know, generational trauma because we are either the children or grandchildren of immigrants, mm. it hits a little deeper. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, it's like watching it. I have four younger siblings. Yeah. And we are second generation born in America. Yeah. So it was interesting just sitting there watching it with my sister, how we got to sit there and look at it and relate to a character, relate to a song, relate to a lyric. I almost never cry at movies. I cried twice mm-hmm. because I was like, mm. That just hits a little different, and I wasn't ready for it from an animated movie about a magic house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This this was a movie that I heard a surprising amount of people say they cried at least multiple times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's, it's um I think it really, it the story is simple yet so relatable to so many yeah. people that it, it's able to have that sort of emotional pull. And then every song uh, hits on keynotes that a lot of people sympathize with. Mm. Uh, older siblings and Latin families really understand uh, under the surface. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and, Luisa. Sweet yeah. baby Luisa. The, mo- the majority of us is either Hispanic or Latin, right? Yeah. 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 The Sorry, Joe. And then there's, there's Joe. Sorry, Joe. I do have something to say about this movie, though. Would you okay. Would you like the mic, Joe? <laughs> yes, you may, please. You may take I'll let you do that. I'll break All it. Right. I really like this movie. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's it. That's it. All right. Insert All right, take the mic back. I mean, here. it didn't make me cry. It was your five seconds. It did? It did not. Did not. No. See, that's why you don't because, get it. Because, I mean, I'm sure that made you cry because it was a hero that looked like you. Oh. And as a white man, I get represented left, right, and center. Yeah. And it's very important for stories to have people that look differently from another. Mm. Yeah. You know? And I really thought that this is an important movie to be, to exist. Yeah. Right? Because what other uh, Hispanic female-led 
movies are there for children? Mm-hmm. I'm uh, asking. Mm. There's no movie, at least that I know of, but I know that Disney previously had an animated TV Isn't show. Princess uh, um, Eleanor? Elena, Elena of Avalor. That's what it was. Yeah. yeah. I ain't watching Elena of Avalor. Y'all forgetting about it sounds Dora. Like a oh. That's Nickelodeon. Uh, well, I mean, it's still <laughs> Hispanic female-led protagonist. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I mean... That's all I have to say, really. Yeah. I like, smiled every time Bruno was on screen. Mm. Oh. Best oh, character. Bruno's great. Really yeah. funny. Uh, same with the shapeshifter. Mm. Camilo? Camilo. 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 Yeah. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Oh, that's my I mean, point. So aggressive. <laughs> I mean, Joe, like, honestly, I didn't cry either. I didn't cry in uh, Lion King. I did not cry in, in this movie. I, I got, honestly... What what your roommate said about this movie, I don't feel like it is overrated, but I just don't love it. What just, did her roommate you know, say about the movie? It's oh, overrated. Yeah, I I'm, you can ask Joe because he was there last night. Uh, I asked Joe, I was like, hey, did you watch Encanto yet? He's like, yeah. What do you think of it? My roommate pipes up. I think it's overrated. I mean, what a bitch! Yeah, <laughs> it's 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 a good movie, but I don't think it's a great movie. I think it's a solid C plus B minus for me. Oh, that's interesting. Fair. Even though I do relate to a lot of things that happened in this movie, the whole overbearing uh, senior family member or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, taking control of everybody's lives and being just you know manipulative and just trying to be like you're doing this, you're doing that, and the one person who's trying to do something different, no, you're wrong, you can't do that anymore, stop it. I relate to that part, you know. Yeah. But everything else, yeah, it was good. It was, it's a good family film yeah. for me. Mm-hmm. I related to a ton personally. Mm-hmm. Uh, seeing the whole family trying to be perfect dynamic. Oh, for uh, real, that's a yeah. big. It's, one. it's that's really big one. like, yep. but at the same time, trying to be perfect. Yeah, everybody is so clearly not perfect. Yep. Yeah. Um, and just trying to hide it for everybody else. Yeah, you exactly. Know? Um, I really related to that one, yeah. and actually. Yeah. Uh, this movie, among plenty of other things that have happened in the past two weeks, is what led me to go to therapy. Mm. Um, so, Yay! let's go, right? Therapy, <laughs> um, therapy gang. Because you know, I you, like it helped. Uh, this movie did help me realize, like, oh shit, my family's got problems, oh. <laughs> and I need to talk about it. Uh, so yeah, it's uh, I, I definitely really recommend it as a watch, just because it may help you realize mm. things about your family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I watched it with my family and I was oh, so trying so hard not to look around. <laughs> it was uh it felt awkward yet right at the same time. Right. No, I, I get that. I think it's interesting cuz that idea of perfection for once isn't coming from a place of like the grown up just like kind of being an asshole and just wanting everything to look absolutely mm-hmm. perfect. It comes more from a place of fear. Yeah. That, you know, something's going to go wrong, something bad's going to happen again. Like, we have to be better than we were before, and we have to keep doing that so that way bad things don't happen. Mm. And I think that's something that happens with a lot of immigrant families. Like, they come here, they want you to do the best, they want you to get the good grades, they want you to go to the best school because they don't want to be where they started now that you're all the way over here. Yeah, Mm. not to mention that in some cases, like, not only is it like we want you to be better than we were, but sometimes it's like if you don't do better, then we might be sent back, you know? Because mm-hmm. it's like if you do get granted a green card, which is very hard in America, 
especially as like a Hispanic Latino. Mm. If you get the chance to get a green card, it's like immediately from that moment on, you have to act differently because you have to be a contributing member of society, can't get into any like scuffles, nothing like that, not even a speeding ticket or else boom, you're under scrutiny. Your Mm. entire life could be taken away at any moment. Mm -hmm. That's real. That's real. I mean, for me, it's just, um, it's not relating to, to that extent. Yeah. Right. But it's it's a whole thing about, yeah, you need to be perfect. You need to do the best you can. You need to get good grades and, you know, meet expectations and stuff. Um, and I understand that it's for my own good, right? And it's for, you know, certain reasons just to better myself, better my life, and for me to have a good future. But, like, I know, I know like, my family works hard to provide that stuff for me, and I'm sure you guys can say the same and stuff, you know, because, hell, oh, we're here, right? But um, I don't know if there's like, there's there's like something more to that that just doesn't rub me the right way. I guess I don't know. It's just just like, is it just about our future? You know, is it just about our betterment, or is there like a little bit of selfishness within that? You know, like, like I I like do I do know there are lots of families that I've met where when they come to the states, they grow their kids to be successful because yeah. ultimately they they know they're going to be at a point where they need to rely on their kids. Right. Yeah. But I don't necessarily think that comes out of selfishness more right. so out, more so out of desperation. Okay. Because if yeah. you're get when you're getting older, you realize like how much less you're able to do in life. You realize how much you're going to start needing to be dependent. Mm. And a lot of Latin families try to raise their kids to eventually. Uh, take care care of of their parents my mom is hugely adamant on this all the time she's talking about how like we're going to take care of her eventually Um, how are we going to take care of her eventually one of the big aspects in Hispanic Latin families is family stays together and you can totally see this within this movie hell the the whole first number was about each different family member and how they help out and stuff and uh, with that first number just diving in back into the movie itself that is such a great way to start out a movie with like that kind of plot because I don't like the the actual actual start where it's like the here's the history of what happened it's like flashback type stuff I don't Mm. like when movies start that way it's hard to remember everything it's blurry if they started with the song and it's still starting with the song right after great Everything explained immediately through a fun little song. Mm-hmm. Uh, you basically get every character's relationships, the the way uh, Louise, uh, not Louisa, a uh, uh, main character, Mirabelle. Uh, Mirabelle sees all her family. Mm-hmm. Like you get, you know how she sees each member just by the way she sings the song. Um, and then you also get an idea of like how like different family members act with each other based off how they goof around with each other in the song, how they act during the song shows their personality. All that. In like what is it four minutes? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's perfect. It's a great way to start a movie. You already get so much background information through a fun little song that would be probably take longer and be a little more boring if they were to explain it out. Like, oh yes, this is our magical house. Oh yes, this is our magical family member who does this. It would be a lot less fun, I think. I mm-hmm. like the way they started it with the musical thing. Yeah. Well, and I feel like the way that starts really shows that Mirabelle is the glue of the family. Like, yeah. she doesn't even, one, she doesn't want to mention herself because she doesn't have powers, but she goes through and knows about every single person and wants to talk about them to everyone. Like, even her grandmother, who doesn't treat her like everyone else, she's like, yeah, she's in charge. Like, she's the head of the family. Like, we respect yeah. her. And she does that for every single character. So it shows she's one of the only ones that actually, like, really knows everybody in her family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I think with going back to what Patrick said about how, like, the movie starts off with the background, like, the 
flashback scene. I think that was intentional because major spoilers if you haven't picked up on that already. But at the end of the movie, when Abuela and Mirabel are sitting by the river, you get the actual story of what happened. Because in the first, it's like, oh yeah, you know, my un- my grandfather had to give himself up, and then everyone got away safely. And then when the actual flashback from Abuela's perspective shows up, it's like, no, her town was being like pillaged. They had to leave out of desperation, mm. and her husband was murdered in front of her on that river. Well, I kind of gathered that still through the first yeah. scene because the first scene, like it should, like it shows that through the flashback, the dude's holding a knife right before it cuts away from. No, it didn't. Mm. Is he not holding a knife? He does not. If you watch the first opening scene, it's just them on the horses and him with his arms raised, and that's it. And that's it. During Abuela's flashback. You see the town being burned down, her getting married, falling in love, having the kids, running away, and then, like, you can see, like, the guards approaching. Her husband kisses her and her kids goodbye and goes and sacrifices himself, and that's when you see the swords being pulled. Oh. I don't know. I guess the memory's kind of back and forth. But I, I want to also bring up the other musical numbers and dive into our game, which I already told you all about. Yay. Um, I'm going to move over. But this game is just finishing the lyric. I give one lyric, and then you give me the lyric that follows. I have them all queued up in, like, four-second bits so that we don't get sued. Fair Yay. enough. Okay. So patience, move to, oh, Lord. Move to that mic. Musical microphone. Yeah. Audience, we apologize for this brief interlude and those puffy sounds. I guess I'll take some pictures. Oh my gosh, Patrick, your head is so much bigger than mine. Uh, You're welcome. (laughs) Well, he's got that going on. I have a question about the movie. Yeah. Shouldn't it be the house be Casito? Because my... No. I I think that... I, I know the word is, I guess, feminine and should end with an A. Casa, yeah. But in the beginning, when Grandpa got whacked... I thought his soul went into the house. That's a theory. Yeah. One of the theories is that his, like, sacrifice was purely out of love, which Ah. fueled the magic. Okay. I thought it was, like, confirmed, confirmed. No. Because in the morning, she's, like, Maribel says, uh, Buenos dias, abuelo. She's talking to the portrait portrait that's in the hallway. I thought she was talking to the house itself. Bro. Mm -hmm. Hey, man, it makes sense. The house is one of the better characters. Okay, I thought that, too, when the cracking went behind the portrait, I was like, Oh my gosh, Abuelo's upset. Casita, <laughs> Casita just sounds cuter too than Casito. Casita. Yeah. Casita. Yeah. Remember when we were talking about Pixar and we were talking about like how the worlds are tied together and stuff? Mm. Yeah. Uh, it's I know it's more of a reference than that, but uh, in Bruno's room, there's a boot with a plant in it, like in Wally. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I just found that amusing. Anyway, uh, I'm gonna start with the first song. Very easy. Hopefully, none of you goof it. Um, here, so I'm gonna play the first line in its entirety. I'm gonna pause. And then y'all can continue where I left off. Okay. All right, here we go. Pressure like a tick, 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 till you're ready to blow. There you go. I'll give a point. Are you participating in this, Jared? I didn't. I knew, like, the song, but I just don't know the rest of the lyrics. Kinda All right. Well, order. I'll give a point. For, yeah. I'm going to give a point to Patience, actually, because yeah. Giselle hopped in after Patience started going. So, all right, so we got one point patience. Here's the next one. He told me I'd grow a gut, and just like he said, he said that all my hair would disappear. Now look at my head. All right, that's a point for both of them. All right, 
Next up, we have this one. So many kids in our house, so let's turn the sound up. You know why? I think, I think it's time, time for a grandkid roundup. Grandkid roundup. <laughs> there we go. Because the Dolores can, can hear a pin drop. Camilo shape shifts. I love how, like, everybody who loves this but movie has heard the songs so many times now. All right, here's the next one. What can you do? No, see, this is like one of the. I think it's like seize I don't remember the moment, this one. and oh, because there's so many parts that cut off like that. Yeah, I'll give it to uh, patience. Did it's I seize the moment, keep going. There oh, we go. Yeah. I was like, I think the only the part, part that I like know. That, that was that was impressive. All right, that was the one I knew would be like a hard one. Uh, the rest of these are, I think, are just fun or a little challenging. All right, we got. The mischievous thunder. thunder. Can you tell this story, or am I? I'm sorry, maybe that'll go on. Bruno says it looks like rain. What did he tell us? In doing so, he floods my brain. I wanna get the umbrellas. <laughs> Honestly, that one's my favorite song. It's for so sure. good. It's so good. All right, no uh, we got three more. We'll stand on the side as you shine. I'm not fine. No, it's I'm fine, one? and then it's I'm, I'm not fine. fine. I'm gonna give it a patience. Actually, it starts with I'm not fine. That That's the second time that yeah, it goes. Uh, okay, because yeah, because she does say that I did it after. So oh, okay, okay. I got you bamboozled. All right, unless uh, unless Giselle pulls out these next two, it's an easy patience one. I don't remember the lyrics. Colombia un bueno encanto. Something like that, maybe? No. It's, uh, que siempre me an enamore tu encanto. Yeah. Or, oh, okay. or the que sigues bendiciendo tu encanto. Okay. I knew it had to yeah. end with encanto. That's but the I didn't one know that I listen to and give up trying <laughs> to say words. I've listened to that song only when I watch the movie, yeah. not in my free time. Honestly, it's one of my favorites. I, I do, it's just fun vibe to it. Fair enough. Point up the domino. You try to keep it stopping and on and on it goes, yeah. Wait, wait, if, if I can take the crushing weight. Who do you, who do you think I should give that to? They got the words right, but yeah. what, somebody was talking more than somebody else. Gis Giselle was talking more, or at least she started talking yeah, before Patience. I didn't know the start part, but. Yeah. All right, I think Patience wins by one yeah, no, point here. Yeah, definitely. And listen, it's definitely. a problem. Anytime I'm driving, like, this is what I listen to, and I just jam out. That That's it. Yeah. That's it now. I, it's I've my entire on repeat playlist on Spotify. Repeat. Right? Repeat. Listen, I was hoping we could let it go. <laughs> that's a different movie. Oh. No, actually, no. It is the, in there. Yeah, Bruno it goes, let there. it go. Oh, okay. yeah. And yeah, let it rain, let it go, let's go. Also, Encanto officially beat Frozen for like where it's ranked. Like in music what? wise, I'm gonna find it. Oh, really? Up. It beat Let It Go? It's Thank number God. four on the Billboard Hot 100 Singles chart, the highest charting Disney song in 26 years, beating Let It Go from Frozen. Wow. Yes. And it hit number one on the Billboard's 200 Albums chart last week, beating the Frozen soundtrack from 2019. Is yes. that like how many people have listened to it? Mm -hmm. I okay. I would say s streaming is probably a lot of the contributing factor there because streaming right now is bigger than it was way back then. But, like, even the 2019 Frozen yeah. one, like, I listened to that religiously when it came out. That was on streaming. Yeah, but this, 
the the soundtrack was written by Lin Manuel Miranda. L- of so. course, Hamilton, Moana. So, yeah, Moana, Jesus, bro. Like, yeah. come on. In the Heights. He's just a be- oh, In the Heights is better than Hamilton, and I will yeah. fight people about it. <laughs> but he is a magical, wonderful man. He belongs in Disney. <laughs> oh my gosh! Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Any I, other thoughts on yeah, Encanto? Yeah, you guys were really excited to talk yeah, about it, so go ahead. Just go off. So just go so off. Oh, can we talk about the Encanto controversy? Sure. There's what a controversy? Okay, yeah, there's controversy about it on TikTok. So much. Because this movie, like Joe said earlier, it's a movie about Hispanic Latinos for Hispanic Latinos. You know, like there are some things yeah. and some jokes, cultural references, values that are Hispanic Latino centric. You know what's and controversial? What? I'm not the biggest fan of arepas. Oh, you don't like arepas. I, I didn't say that. I said I'm not the biggest fan. Okay, okay. Because right. after I watched it, I had like the biggest craving for arepas. Yes. Oh yeah. And I made that. <laughs> I don't think I've had it. Arepas. Oh really? Yeah, pretty it's good. good. You, should, you should at least try it. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. All right, go so, ahead. Sorry. No, it's fine. <laughs> so, like, some people didn't relate to the movie. Yeah. And what clearly, happened? Clearly. Yeah. And what happens when you don't relate to something? You don't like it. You try to make it relatable. And this whole movie's theme was about generational trauma, coming together, being ostracized for being different, and then, like, you know, making amends and healing through that. Some people took that last part of being ostracized for being different in a completely different direction than Mm. the movie was supposed to take. And they were like, okay, it's not about generational trauma. It's about being ostracized, and it's because Mirabel is LGBT. Okay, and I, I don't will mind say that. she does have the bisexual flag yeah. on her dress, but that's because the actress that plays her is bisexual. Yeah. That's not like a theme though. Like it's not exactly. brought up. There's so many theories. There's theories that Luisa's a lesbian because of the yes. color flower she's holding at the start and of it. Not only that, but because people were saying, Oh, her color scheme is like pink, it's so sapphic. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, the pink was meant to represent like this idea of being a princess and being perfect. Mm-hmm. When mm-hmm. she's actually expressing herself, you see that she shifts to wild colors mm-hmm. varying, you know? And people were saying the one thing that made me really mad, that made me like like very mad, is because someone and it was not just one person, but a whole entire like series came out on why Luisa was trans. What, because she's strong? Uh, yes. Is this, is this and because she has that. muscles? Just Get because. Out of no, here. no, no, no. Not only because she has muscles, but they said that her face was, quote unquote, too ethnically androgynous to have been just a woman. It what doesn't. F- have you seen the woman on it's TikTok an animated that character. looks just like Luisa? <laughs> yeah. And she like goes to the gym. Like it's, these aren't real people. Literally. <laughs> but like, even if it was, like, there's lookalikes for every character out yeah. there. Like, it people, doesn't have to. What made be a me man like because her face is different. People yeah. were saying that proof was the fact that she didn't have curly eyelashes and what? that of her ethnic nose. Okay, I'm sorry. And I know more men with beautifully curled eyelashes right? than women. I have to work so Hi. hard. Literally, yeah, just Jared's look at... right here. Yeah, like, this... Like, we have to use, mine, like, eyelash Mine still stick straight mine out. Mine are straight out. Yeah. Mine stick straight out. If not, they go a little bit down. Mm-hmm. And for ethnic noses, like, that's just a typical, like, Colombian nose. Like, I don't think noses... Are noses, like, a gender thing? Yeah, because, like, women, quote-unquote, have, like, <laughs> little, like, 
curved, like little button noses. They're tiny, whereas men are like big, strong. Well, what does it noses. mean that I have my dad's nose, right? right? I have so many questions now. Right? It just made me so <laughs> I mad. Think, I think that's just people reading too much into it. It was more you know? like, for me, just the way that they described it was like, okay, you're very clearly not familiar with ethnic features right. because you're trying to compare a female who is like Latina to a white girl and you're trying to compare their features of course they're not going to be the same but you saying that a latina's features mm-hmm. are the equivalent of a man's features mm-hmm. that's kind of racist i also mm. think it's dig- <laughs> like what jared said i think it's digging way too exactly. into it like, first of all it's a freaking movie yeah, yeah. right it's and and <laughs> it's a disney let movie let it go literally <laughs> let it go the people let who wrote go. this aren't doing the thing where they make like those giant character <laughs> yeah. diagrams yeah. like yeah. the characters in this were probably very simple like Luisa mm-hmm. is big and strong, but is under a lot because of pressure. Her, her because yeah, because her power is strength. Yay. You know, boom. Mm-hmm. I don't think these characters are as, like, 4D chess. No. As yeah. No. As they make them out to be. I mean, yes, there's the argument of movies as a form of art. You can interpret it however the hell you want. But it can only go so far. Yeah. You like, know, if when a movie comes out with a clear, like, this is what we mean. Yeah. Then... You can't really go farther from there. You can believe what you want. If you want to believe all this stuff, you know, all these different conspiracies or theories or whatever, good for you. You're entitled to your opinion, but I don't know. Yeah. But you're wrong. <laughs> I wasn't going to say it. I'll say it. You said it was care. a series. How much time did this person put into this? Yeah, for this real. This person literally theory. made like a three minute long video. Hyper excessive. Yeah. And God. then there were so like thousands. So three minute long video, that was probably like two or three hours of editing. And there maybe. were like three, like thousands of comments on the video being like, I knew it, you know, like oh I, you didn't I, know it. Yeah. Oh, that's just because everybody Someone believes just like said the first it. YouTube video that's that true. with them. Yeah. So. That's true. Uh, that's MadPat's whole deal. Literally. <laughs> but I mean, like, it was just, it was just like, wow, like I have cousins that look exactly like yeah. Lisa. Yeah. And you're just gonna go mm-hmm. out and say like, oh no. Did you see the video? of the little African-American boy in New York that yeah. saw Antonio on the TV and yeah. he literally turned to his mom and was like, oh my gosh, I'm in the movie. And yeah. he just looked and he got the biggest smile on his face. I'm just like, it's the cutest thing I've ever seen in my Encanto life. Encanto does a really good job at like representing Latino cultures because mm. there are Afro-Latinos, yes. dark skin, yeah. light skin, yeah. and yeah. Peppa who is like white passing. Mm-hmm. Like, yes. it's, it's great because mm. like you see people, like even our yeah. cast, the four oh Hispanic gosh. Latinos that are on here look almost nothing alike, yeah. except no. for the two twins that we just discovered today. Oh my Hi. <laughs> yeah. It's just there. Well, also, I am Brazilian. That's like a whole different. You're still Latino. Close yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's close enough. <laughs> you may speak so. a different language than the rest of us, but. No, it's a whole different land out there. Perhaps. <laughs> you and I have family on the same continent, so we're close. Yeah, 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 yeah. About the whole thing about color on your uh, on the theories you're talking about, naturally, like, Hispanic Latin colors are bright yeah. regardless. Mm-hmm. You know, the whole pink thing about Isabella? Isabella, yeah. Yeah, Isabella. It's, it's pink. You know, that's that's standard. Like, I see pink everywhere when, when um, I'm in that type of um, vibe and stuff. You know, it's just... It's oh. common. Yeah, and then, like, yeah. also, my, my sister got pink, like, forced on her, the whole yeah. princess thing. Oh, yeah. My sister's favorite yeah, color is, has always is. been mm-hmm. blue. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> She's gotten tons of, like, pink stuff. No, that's a boy's color. 
Yeah. It's it just can't. a color. Yeah. Yeah. No. Can we talk about Issa for a minute? Yeah. I love her as a character. Like, the first time I watched it, I was like, oh, Luis is my favorite. Because that one song that I found on TikTok first. And then the more I watch oh, it, Luisa. the more Issa turns into my favorite character. Yeah. Maybe second, because I think Mirabelle will always be my favorite. Mm. That's fair. Is Issa the sister or the cousin? She is the, the sister. oldest sister. The strong one. No, no, that's, that's Luisa. That's Luisa. Oh, She's the Senorita Perfecta you're, you're saying Isabella. Isabella. You're saying Isa and, and Luisa? There's mm-hmm. Isa. So that can also yeah. be a nickname. Yeah. Sorry. But no. And her song is just so good. And I think. Yeah. Talking about like people relating to the movie, it's not just like because of their race. It's just like where they are like as children in the yeah. lineup from oldest to middle to youngest. Because, like, I'm the oldest, and that song came on. I was like, oh, wow, that just described my entire childhood. Mm. Having Literally. to be perfect all the time because mm. you're the first one to do things and everyone expects you to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's I also like, like the representing so. that through plants. Because mm-hmm. yeah. I, I don't really like flowers that much. I like all the other cool plants that are, yeah. like, interesting Cactus. and unique in their own way. Cactuses are sick. Um, <laughs> so in, like, that progression from dumb stupid flowers to really cool wild plants mm-hmm. I was yeah. like I dig this metaphor for the perfection mm-hmm. yeah because what she's making is still great and fantastic but, but it's, it's not, not perfectly symmetrical exactly. or, or it's, it's not a great, conventionally beautiful it's a great symbol for it yeah well I love if you think about what Bruno told her as her prophecy where it yeah. was kind of like you know you're gonna get the life of your dreams and then she's having the conversation with Mirabelle and she's like I didn't want to marry him anyway I was doing it for the family and everyone thinks that that was like her dream life. That's mm-hmm. what she wanted. When in yeah. reality, what she wanted is to be free from being perfect. And the yeah. only reason she got there was because of Mirabelle. Mm-hmm. I thought that it was just like, it's such, it's heartbreaking to see that she is continuously, like Isa is continuously trying to live up to not only like the town's expectations of her, but her own family's expectations. Mm-hmm. Because like the town is grateful for the flowers that are blooming and making everyone smile and happy with these little gifts and meanwhile her grandmother is like such a perfect match so good for the encanto well she's abuela's favorite if you look at the portraits of every children like child standing in front of their door she is the only one that she has her arm around her Mm. everybody else she's standing there with her hands crossed like you can tell isa's her favorite and i think it's because she sees herself in isa because in that portrait or in the photo of her, they look exactly the same. And Issa, as a child, used to wear her hair in two braids, where in Abuela's flashback, she also wears the two braids. Mm -hmm. And young Abuela does look strikingly similar to Isabella. Mm -hmm. And I think it's because of Abuela's fear of like things not going well, that she's trying to make Isabella perfect. Mm -hmm. And with her arranged marriage with Mariano, so good for the Encanto, she's trying to reinforce this idea of like, making things stronger, better, mm-hmm. and lasting longer. Because at the breakfast table, she goes, um, oh, what is it that she says? Oh, we'll talk to the, um, I forget, the Guzmans about Mariana's proposal, mm-hmm. to, proposal to Isabella. Um, and then she says something about, like, along the lines of bringing a new generation of gifts to the Encanto. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like at that point you can Are you tell talking about the, f- are you worried about the family more being yeah. healthy or you just want more powers? Yeah. To I, protect everything, you know? Exactly. Like, mm. like at that point when she says that, you can tell that she's hyper fixated on making sure that this town is safe, that the house is safe, that the family's safe. 
but not about the family's but happiness. But to be fair, as you know, I would say the leader of the Encanto. Yeah. That is a lot of pressure yeah. to put on yourself, or what that a leader does take, and it is things that they have to think about. Yeah. But at the yeah. same time, it's like when Mirabel's dad is talking to Abuela. And she was like, were you even thinking of the family right. that they were yeah. hiding it? Right. And she's like, I was thinking of my daughter. Who is the family? Yep. Like, yeah. she's still your granddaughter, even if she doesn't have magical powers mm-hmm. like everybody else. Yeah. Like, what is wrong with you, old woman? Mm-hmm. I also really like the, um, you're talking about symbolism with uh, Isabella, Luisa's uh, whole thing about being under pressure, but yet being the super strong one. That's a great, I thought, I yeah. thought that was done really well. And I don't know if this is valid, but as a single child, I feel both things. Yeah. Like, like both, uh, I guess, problems Isabella and Luisa feel during the movie. I feel that at once as being a single uh, child in a Hispanic home. They are you know? very similar yeah. problems because, mm-hmm. I mean, ultimately, Luisa is dealing with the same thing, the expectation yeah. of perfection. Yeah. But hers is more intense because it's not only the expectation of perfection, but staying strong when other things go wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas uh, uh, Isabella's is more of like always stay perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, but similar yet different. So it, it makes sense that they kind of both can tie together to one person. Yeah. Yeah. With Isabella's uh, song, Surface Pressure, there is like one lyric that. That's, uh, Luisa. Luisa's. Yeah, Luisa's song. Um, there is like one lyric where it's like, uh, where it's like, the family burden line, mm-hmm. that one. I'm trying to find it, but uh, scroll, scroll. While you're scroll, looking for yeah. it, the, the song, the, <laughs> what gets me in that song every single time, she's it's the the buckles and crumbles but never breaks. Yeah, and visually, yeah. like you see her like break, break, but then stay strong, mm-hmm. and then it's like mm-hmm. you expect the next line to be then fall, uh, like eventually fall, but always yeah. she holds. No mistakes. It literally goes, give it to your sister, it doesn't hurt, and see if she can handle every family burden. Mm -hmm. Watch as she buckles and bends, but never breaks. Mm -hmm. No mistakes, just pressure, and then it goes like a grip. And it's... It's so good. (laughs) It's so good. Because it's like, as I'm pretty sure, like you said, you relate to both of them. I'm pretty sure you also get the fact that there are some things that your family is just like... You'll never believe, or I have so much stress, I need you to do it, or hey, I want to just dump all of this trauma uh-huh. and like stories on you. And you just have to all sit there and take it. All of it. And it's like yep. they they don't expect you to like be like, Hey, no, that's a lot. You shouldn't be talking to me about it. They expect you to sit there and take it and be fine mm-hmm. afterwards. Mm-hmm. Well, there's the one line in the first verse, um, where she's like, I'm pretty sure I'm worthless if I can't be of service. Yeah. Mm. Every time that line comes on, it hits me like a ton of bricks. Oh, yeah. Because I feel like as the oldest with four younger siblings, divorced parents, like a million other things, it's like, I have to get the good grades. I have to get everything together. I have to take care of everyone. Because if I don't do this, like, what what am I supposed to be? Then I failed. Then what's the point? Right? It's... It's, it's real. Trauma. <laughs> it's like this song, if you listen to it, like you can listen to it in the background and be like, this is just the razzle dazzle therapy session. In a way, but like, you know, if anything, that's the big takeaway from this movie for us that we do relate, you know, to, to, yeah, to what's being told here or what's being shown here. You know, like it's, it's about family and stuff. And then I guess what? 
overcoming things. Yeah. But also how how like great but also sad it is. Mm. How many people relate? Oh yeah. Like, okay, that's a good one. That like it, this is like it's kind of, it is partially a cultural thing. The, yeah. the fact yeah. that all of us can relate this to the the way our parents are in in a Latinan household. Yeah. Um, the fact that everybody else can relate it to either Latin household or whatever else. Something it's like, similar. It, everybody has their own version of these problems. It's it's like both like awing that like we're talking about mm-hmm. it, but also like so saddening. That's the reality. I, mm-hmm. If if you want like an honest opinion, I think that so many Hispanic Latinos relate to this movie because like in the '90s, '80s, '70s, hell, all the way back to like the '40s, most countries in South and Central America were if not are still in major economic turmoil. Yeah. And yeah. that caused like I know it caused like my family, like my grandmother and grandfather to flee Mexico and like mm. come to America. It caused my other grandmother to flee Argentina and come to America. Mm. And having that like experience like my mom and my bro- like my mom and like her siblings like coming to America and just adapting to the culture and my grandmother learning a new language to Mm. adapt to the culture it's like even if you do think that oh yeah you know like i'm fine i'm i'm an american there's always like that but you weren't like by your bloodline Mm -hmm. you know and it's Mm. like the thought that everything could be taken away and that you have to live up to these expectations or else you might get sent back or your grandparents might get sent back hell even your cousin might get sent back Mm. it's this very much like oh damn this movie talks about that, but in like a relatable, metaphorical, this isn't a big thing sort of way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's it's so heart wrenching that so many of us can like see this movie and be like, yeah, yeah, that's me. Mm-hmm. It's a good movie. Anything else? All right. So my sister and I have a theory about Antonio's oh. powers and why he has what he has. Okay. Is he the the animal? He's one? the little yeah. animal one. Oh, okay. Okay. So all of the older kids and the cousins have powers that don't necessarily benefit them. It more just benefits, like, the community. Yeah. Okay, and then Mirabelle doesn't have one. So my sister and I have a theory that since Antonio likes animals, the house gave him, like, animal powers to talk to them, so that way, like, he'd never be lonely, and it was more of a self-serving power since Mm -hmm. they saw the discord going on with the older kids only having powers for the community before yeah. Mirabelle didn't get one. Mirabelle's like that line that, mm-hmm. that yeah. separates. The line has like, oh, it's treating the normal one like crap. Oh, the older ones that have community serving. Well, that's right. not working either. Yeah. Talk to animals, small child, and Did have a nice get happy room. why Mirabelle doesn't have powers? No. There's a theory. Theories. I don't, yeah. I don't, so, like, the, so, so, so no, no. It's, a no yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a hard no, Just because but there's a theory that um, Mirabelle is the next abuela mm-hmm. to hold the She's the candle next protector of the Because abuela oh. doesn't have powers either. Mm-hmm. Like, her only power, quote-unquote, is that she has the candle in her possession. Yeah. Okay. And then Mirabelle is also the second youngest of the third generation of Madrigals, the next one being Antonio. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you're right, like, Mirabelle is the line. And the, those who are, like, younger than her might get self-serving powers. Yeah. And then there's also this theory that Mirabelle's power was like from the candle like she is a living embodiment of it or she is abuela reincarnated because at the end of the movie Mm -hmm. she puts in the handmade doorknob and boom the power is restored even though the candle was completely burnt out Mm -hmm. she was just meant to bring everything back together from where it was yeah plus she's the only one that talks to casita 
Yeah. So I think that's a oh, large. Yeah. She's the yeah. only one that talks to her. Everybody else kind of just lets Casita yeah. like help them out, but they don't like, talk takes to it her. For granted. Yeah. Yeah. So she's definitely like I feel a lot more connected to the miracle than everybody else is, even though she didn't get a power from it. It's probably yeah. a lot more appreciative because she doesn't have yeah. the power. Yeah. Probably. Oh yeah, that's a good point. Like mm-hmm. having a that's super a powered point. house is great when you have superpowers, mm-hmm. but it's probably even better when you don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because like, even in. Like, the scene where the candle is flickering after the, I will never be good enough. That scene broke my heart, by mm. the way. That mm-hmm. scene, I bawled my eyes out. But when the candle is I flickering. I to that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the cracks are spreading. You see Camilo, you see Isabella rely on their powers to try and save the candle. Yep. And Mirabel, who's, like, never had a power, doesn't know what growing vines or shape-shifting could do. She's the only one to even get close enough to actually, like, save the candle because of Casita's help. Mm. And she's like, Casita, help, let me get up there. Meanwhile, Isabella makes a vine out of flowers, fully expecting her power to, like, work, and it, it breaks. Yeah. Camilo shapeshifts to try and, you know, get stronger to get himself up there, and his power fails on him. Mm-hmm. And you can see when he falls, Casita saves him. He doesn't look at Casita or, like, thank it. He looks at his hands and is, like, shocked. For the first time mm-hmm. since he's got his powers, it's not working the mm-hmm. way he wants it to. You put more respect on Casita. Yeah. I think it's also very sad because Mirabel was oh. the only one to acknowledge Casita as, like, an entity on its own mm. instead of, like, a byproduct of the miracle. Yeah. And Casita's, like, last dying breath was to save Mirabel from dying. Mm-hmm. We didn't talk about Bruno. <laughs> <laughs> we don't talk about Bruno. But yeah. what about, talk about, what Bruno. about Hernando? Oh, yeah. Hernando and I'm afraid of nothing. Yeah. He's just such a sweet little character. And I feel like he's so misunderstood all the time. Oh, yeah. Like, when um Peppa says that he came up with a mischievous grin, I don't think that's what it was. I think he's just so awkward and he didn't oh, yeah. know how to handle that situation that it was just like a nervous grin like <laughs> looks w- like rain yeah literally at the end of like his own <laughs> solo <laughs> song i could imagine that's how it went literally he just walks up and goes like looks like rain and then immediately that's what causes <laughs> and the Peppa panic. just explodes <laughs> oh, like, yeah. excuse me but no. he's so sweet. He just loves his family. He does. That's so sad, too. Because, like, are we going to talk about the plate? We, we cannot. I will cry if we talk about. about the plate. That's what I've been thinking about. Yeah. Oh. oh, man. Sweet what? baby just wants to eat I dinner know. with his family. Because if you think about it, like, Bruno really had, like, the worst gift of them all. Mm. It, like, he had like the, the best well, intentions, well, and then it would always yeah. just turn on him. It's just burden. I retract my pure statement. Burden. I retract my statement. I think Dolores has the worst gift. Which one's that Hearing one? everything? Hearing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I would hate that. Bro, how do you sleep? Because she, she says she can hear Luisa's yeah. eye twitching in the yeah. next room. Like, yeah. And not to mention... But like, honestly, I'm sorry, but every Latina mom is like Dolores. Yeah. Fair enough. They hear enough. everything. Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, it's like, I felt really bad for her because like, she can hear eyes twitching. She yeah. can hear this whole chorus from a mile away. And then um, it's especially like evident in Mariano's failed proposal scene where it's like, Mirabel, Mirabel broke into Bruno's tower. She saw the vision. She's going to bring the magic and we're all doomed. She's covering her ears and the house breaks and she just like winces in pain from the mm-hmm. sound. Yeah. I was like, oh. Do you think she got invested in Bruno's little TV shows? Yes. I, I yes. saw it. 
I yes. have a theory. Oh that my the gosh, only it's her cousin. No, I have a theory that the only reason she didn't give up Bruno's location to the family was because if he was outed and kicked out, she wouldn't have access to prime time, like, <laughs> entertainment. <laughs> I saw a TikTok of her, like, slipping crumbs of cake through the crack in the wall and singing oh. happy birthday to him on, like, the triplets' birthdays after oh, really? everyone else went to bed, and I was like, I'm going to cry. I didn't need this today. You know, she claps with her fingers. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, in every scene where she's, like, clapping, she's just there like this. I think it's because of her hearing. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, it's very sad. But I also think, like... Oh, we're on an audio podcast. Uh, she claps, like, tapping, <laughs> like, tapping, <laughs> tapping her, her two-pointer <laughs> fingers together. Just watch the movie. You'll get it. Yeah. But it's just, like, I think in cases of, like, worse gifts... Dolores has it by a mile and then Bruno because people can interpret the future as like anything and he was just showing them what was gonna happen and they thought well you're gonna make it happen by like setting it in stone I think that's why he has so many stairs in his room because people that don't really really want to know are not gonna take the time to walk up all those stairs to see it like granted the people that got up there were still really pissed off with whatever he said to them Mm -hmm. but that way he at least got peace and quiet sometimes when people just but also I saw this thing where it's like imagine if you're like oh yeah my kid who is like I am the protector of the entire like city and everything my kid just can read the future and people were saying like what if those stairs are so that way that you could form a line to get up there oh definitely oh definitely yeah because it literally is like your future awaits with an arrow pointing straight up and then the bridge if you look at it it's like yeah like the the rope's kind of worn out but it's not like faded or eaten through it's just old and used mm-hmm. and people were saying like oh maybe it's because so many people crossed that bridge that it just gave out over the years Definitely. which is kind of sad because like he mentions like you might want to hold on because the visions are so powerful mm-hmm. that he himself has to like stagger as he walks towards the vision like don't you think that would be draining on a kid oh definitely Especially, like, what if someone comes up to you and is like, my husband, he's dying, and you have to, like, tell this lady, like... Oh, no, he's dead. About that. (laughs) Yeah, because they want the vision of here's how he can be better, when in reality it's just he's dead. Yeah. Yeah. Or, like, the goldfish one. Why would you get a prophecy about your goldfish? Those things (laughs) have, like, a lifespan of six years, at max. (laughs) (laughs) That was creepy. He makes bad things happen, and he killed my goldfish. Yeah so bad his whole introduction is just like the best disney character introduction i've ever seen he just stands up and he's like okay bye and just leaves <laughs> yeah just like excuse me you've been missing for 15 years can mm-hmm. we have a conversation maybe no i thought it was also like heartbreaking because bruno literally left the family like full well knowing the media bell could either save or destroy it on the off chance that if he didn't give them like that definite answer that they were looking for she would have been like cast out entirely Mm. and he chose to ostracize himself further Mm -hmm. to save her like the same pain that he went through or if they believe that he like actually does make bad things happen when he looks at things they'd be like oh bruno just ruined the family like get out like either way something bad was gonna happen i'm sure so many people tell you this happened because of your vision, so therefore it's your fault. It's going to, like, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. Mess with you. Yeah, it's going to mess with you a lot. Then then you'll believe, yeah, maybe it is my fault. Maybe I should, maybe I should stop. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It was very sad. And I think that, like, like, even though he, like, left because his family 
didn't appreciate him, he still stayed yeah. because he loves he his, his family. family. Yeah. And, like, he wanted so badly to be a f- part and to be, like, welcome and appreciated that he made himself... He drew himself a plate with his name on it, like the rest of the family members mm. have. And literally, like, either carved out that little crack in the family portrait to see their meal so he could feel like he was a part of the family. At least he was close to the Arapas. Yeah. That's Kitchen why he never got sick. He never got hurt, you know. Yeah. Great for him. Oh, yeah. With that food, you could probably live in a hole in the wall oh, definitely. forever. Yeah. I imagine without the healing arepas, he probably would have, like, died from all mm-hmm. the diseases those mice have. Yeah. Honestly. <laughs> yeah. My only qualm with this film is the apologies were not good enough. Oh, yeah. Nobody said sorry to Bruno. Yeah. I'm like, y'all treated your brother like crap. He goes back, and you're like, oh, you're back. Like, we're not going to talk about it. That's we're just going to pretend it didn't happen. Cool. Camilo was like... He's here. We so gonna talk about. We gotta talk about, about Bruno. <laughs> That's Bruno. Everyone's like Antonio. Why the hell do you know what's going on? <laughs> yeah. But I, I rats told me. The rats told me everything. <laughs> Just smiles. <laughs> there was good moments in the movie. Oh yeah. There was. It's a. It's a good movie. It's mm-hmm. a good movie. Anything else you want to say before we wrap it up? Okay, Camilo's gift scene. Like, his, his door ceremony, can we talk about that like sure. very quickly? Sure, do it. Like, the entire time of, like, his family, like, prepping him, but they're not listening or, like, noticing that he's nervous. It's just like, my baby's night has to go perfect, and it's not perfect, you know? She's talking about the night, Peppa, at least. And they're trying to get her calmed down to be like, the night will be perfect, everything will be fine, he'll get the miracle. And even when it's, like, behind the curtain where his family's like everything, oh, you make your family proud, you make your papa proud. Like still, never yeah. ask. Hey, are you okay? Yeah. How are you feeling? Never ask that, and that's nervous? something that I feel wholeheartedly. Yeah. Are you terrified? You're also going to be powerless in killing the miracle. Oh yeah, yeah. that too. Cool. This is also very much like quinceanera vibes. Oh, like, yeah. oh my god. because yeah. I helped plan my sisters, or not really. I was just there helping out. Um, but I was watching I it all happen. Also went. <laughs> I, I was watching it all like happen, and my mom's very much like with everything she ever plans. It's always like it's gotta go like this. It's gotta go yep. like that. It, if this yeah. goes wrong, then we're doomed. Yep. And then like like seeing that play out at certain parts, where like nobody's having fun right now. Yeah. Not, not the birthday yeah. girls are having fun. My parents aren't having fun. Did your mom? I'm at, not having did your fun. mom at least ask your sister about anything that she wanted for the party? That's yeah. So the, okay, it wow. was a lot that what my sister wanted. But then there were points where literally like. We were standing around doing nothing because my mom's trying to, like, go back and forth yep. with things. And, th- like, uh, the thing was supposed to start at a certain time, but then it, start, it like, goes late. very clear it's going to start late. Yeah. Yeah. With Brazilians, that's, like, whatever. <laughs> time, whatever. We'll, we'll wait. Late, yeah. late is normal for Brazilians. Yeah. Um, but my mom was, like, back and forth, going and talking to everybody, yeah. telling me to run out to the car to grab this. It was Mean. At a certain point, when our moms are on a rampage, just let them go. Yeah. Just yeah. don't touch yeah. anything. Don't do nothing. You touch it, you lose fingers. Yeah, I'm glad she at least asked your sister if she wanted, or you know, about what she wanted and stuff. I don't get that. There are there are the parents that definitely make the party about them. Oh yeah. I mean, it's just also just take over, not even asking. Hey, do you want to do this instead of no? We're doing this. No. Too bad. Yeah. <laughs> you know. But, like, so. that scene poor, where... Poor guy. Poor kid. Yeah. I feel really bad. What's his name again? Antonio. Antonio. 
Because he's like, his family leaves to go stand by the door, right? And then he's left there behind the curtain. And he's like so nervous that he just freezes. Even yeah. that, even Casita's yeah. like, move, move, move. You know, trying to like move his little heels. He's cute. And he just looks at Mirabel and uh, the hand. Yeah. No. The animation in his you. curls in that scene is so good. It's too. so good. It's so oh, well, good. that's just where we're at with animation. Oh, now. yeah. It was our, so good. Our, our animation right now is beautiful. Yep. We, oh, yeah. we have the best computers that, like, you don't even have to try it. Well, it takes a lot of time, actually. But yeah. hair, <laughs> you have to try a little. hair looks phenomenal because of how much money we put into making hair look phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. It's mm-hmm. worth every mm-hmm. penny. <laughs> oh, but like, I need you. Imagine if that's the first time that Mirabel had heard that someone like needed her. Mm. Probably was. Bro. And the mm. fact that everyone thought she was lying afterwards too, even <laughs> though she's the only one that genuinely cared about the child during that entire endeavor. Yeah. She's like, why would I do that? Well, I would never ruin Antonio's night. Obviously if I did, not. then how did I cut my hand? Bro, she really didn't even want to come out and walk him up because she didn't want people to look at her weird yeah. and like make it about herself. And it, I just, you know what? Can I swear? Sure. Go ahead. Fuck the entire city of the Encanto because everyone's like, <laughs> "What do you mean? Know? My house is leading to the Wait, left." But Luisa, at the end, my they came and gonna... rebuilt the house. Okay, but like they all hated Mirabel at the beginning, and even not then, the children. They're just yeah, following the, the vibe yeah. the family puts yeah. out. That's true. That's I not their fault. Yeah. Like, if if you have a bunch of people <laughs> who are like absolutely perfect coming up to you and being like, "Hey, let us help you with everything," of course they're gonna okay. be like, "All right, yeah, do this and do that." Yeah. And maybe you'll be kind and be like, "Oh, please, I don't need it," but they're still gonna do it anyway. Luisa, the river needs rerouting. Like you expect <laughs> her to do that in a day? Yeah. <laughs> yes, with her powers. Okay. Yeah. But like. You can see it in the scene with, like, Antonio and everything that, like, everyone's like, oh, and then I need you. She comes out and it's like, oh. Yeah, right? Like, yeah. why are you there? You yeah. ruined You're it. not supposed to be there. They literally view her as a yeah, bad omen. For real. They didn't even put her in the family picture after yeah. he got his good. She's just standing there like, yeah. well, that's unfortunate. I would move the mountain. Okay. Who is the guy that brings her that basket at the start of the movie oh, after yeah. the first song? It's just like, you know, the last one was a real bummer. Yours, you know, because it didn't work. Because you have no gift. Because you have no gift. Get, get it? <laughs> and she's just standing there with the basket like. Yeah. Mirabel, I got you the not special special. <laughs> oh, right. That. I was like, oh, fuck. The humor no. in this movie was so good. Yeah. Because some of it's just so dry and so blunt. I, I like so the good. the kids with coffee joke. Oh yeah, yeah that I, guy. <laughs> just tell us what everyone can do, and that's, that's why, why coffee's for grown-ups. <laughs> that yeah. kid is crazy. Why I think physically can't comprehend. His, <laughs> his name is Pumped Juancho. Pumped Juancho. Yeah. <laughs> At the end, when he chugs a cup and then just like builds an entire wall of the house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, he just nails. Oh he, he's God. he's one of the gifted kids too. He's just his power is caffeine. <laughs> Him and every other STEM student out there. Honestly. <laughs> oh man, oh yeah. man. So we, we want to finish off here. Yeah, I mean, what college majors do you think like the kids? Okay, that's all the time we have for today, guys. Thank you so much for joining us on another episode of Razzle Dazzle. Make sure to let us know what you think of this episode somewhere on the internet. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Razzle Dazzle Show and on Twitter at Razzle Show. And make sure to give us likes, comments, or whatever, and the ratings and all the good stuff. And we'll catch you on the next one. Cool.